It's real. It's real. You know the deal. You know Hey, it's Shante. And I'm Natalie. And welcome to What's the Deal, a podcast powered by the Norfus Firm. At the Norfus Firm, we solve people problems. We have the great pleasure of working with employers all around the world on HR and diversity, equity, and inclusion issues. We're wild this morning. It's been a morning already. Already. And it's, and for, it's again, we always try to give perspective <laughs> since the episodes come out after we tape. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's only 1027 in the morning. So we really haven't had a lot of hours in the morning yet. But uh, did you? OK, you had coffee. Did I have coffee? I did have coffee. today. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's really kicked in yet. I don't know what this is. If this is lack of sleep or this is coffee. <laughs> don't know yet. Well, we're going to get it together. <laughs> Because we put a lot of effort into uh, today's episode and really uh, think it's timely Mm -hmm. in terms of a lot of the conversations we've been having. And it's this concept of meritocracy, which we hear get thrown around a lot of, well, you know, we don't have diversity issues or whatever because we're meritocratic. So anybody can get promoted if they do well here. They work hard. Everyone can excel and succeed and advance right the best people are in the positions they all earn them yeah yeah Yeah. so you know we don't just jump right in what's the deal with meritocracy what is it well shared language because that's what we do always so again cambridge dictionary says that meritocracy is a social system society or organization in which people get success or power because of their abilities not because of their money or social position so it's all about what you do, like your work, your ethic, everything you bring to the table is the only thing that determines success. So what I love about this sarcasm, and I'm sure everybody can pick it up, right? In case you don't get, she's being sarcastic. I mean, but realistically, that sounds great, right? Sure. Like, I think we'd all love to believe that, you know, if we just show up and work really hard, like, cool, like we will get, mm-hmm. that. that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Why do we care about this in the DEI space? Well, because, uh, you know, it, the, it's all lip service. It sounds good, but we know in practice and in reality, that's not actually what happens. Um, people's biases show up, their blind spots, um, just, you know, the, the things that people tend to gravitate towards all impact whether or not people can truly advance in an organization. And so, you know, people like to say it, but it, it's, it doesn't really happen and it's easy. It's something that's really, really easy to do to just to say, oh no, we're meritocratic. And so it excuses all the other things that are happening. They can turn a blind eye to it because they assume that, well, this is how it's supposed to be because we're meritocratic instead of, or a meritocracy, instead of looking at why things are really truly the way they are and why the organizations look the way they look. So, um, you know, why do we believe if we think about this and we see there's like this cognitive dissonance that happens. Mm-hmm. So it's like this thing that people are saying this, but then when you see it, you're like, okay, but those two. Yeah. Like you're telling me you only promote the people who work really hard for it. Mm-hmm. I work here. I'm like, dang, I work all these hours. Everybody says I'm doing a great job, right. but I'm not getting those things. Right. That's that cognitive dissonance piece, right? right? Like, you say that, but like you, and I think it's like if you extrapolate this out, right? If mm-hmm. you use the example, it's like, all right, baseline, we're a performance-driven culture. We will forward performance. There's all those those buzzwords that we hear pretty regularly. And then you're looking at, cool, like, but me, a black woman, I deliver 100% of my KPIs. Mm-hmm. People say I'm really, really great to work with. 
you know, a valuable asset to the team, but I don't get promoted, mm-hmm. but I don't get the raise. And then when I'm asking you why I'm getting just dribbles and nothing that really makes much sense mm-hmm. and multiply that situation out times over and over and over. Right. I can tell you so many underrepresented folks who have the same story. I've had that story. I think you've probably had that story and you're like, so where is the meritocracy really? Where is it? So that leads us to the point of like, is it real or is it really, is it really this myth of meritocracy that everyone keeps talking about? Like they allude to it. So why, why would someone say that there, that this is a myth if everyone so claims that we're a meritocratic and we, and anyone who does, who performs well can succeed. Why is it then considered a myth? I I mean, I think we kind of just started to hit on it. Mm -hmm. The numbers. Yeah. We talk about this a lot and I will always say it. Talent does not discriminate. Right. Right. It doesn't. Every single person, no matter the background, race, ethnicity, economic class, no matter any of that, we all have that ability to be talented. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if and there's a lot of studies. There's, I think, one of the best articles about this. I think it's called The Myth of Meritocracy or something along those lines um, in The Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And they talked about when you have a true meritocracy, you have an, a pretty well d- a strong, sorry, you have a strong distribution of talent that's representative of very many different backgrounds. Yep. And that scientifically, if you have a workplace that's very homogeneous in one way or the other, that is usually a sign that you don't have a meritocracy. So, I mean, you look at, for example, um, you know, 3% of CEOs of, of Fortune 500s are people of color, right? Like that doesn't make sense when you look at the fact that this country has more way larger percentage than 3% right. of, of people of color. So it's kind of like that proof is in the pudding. I mean, again, talent doesn't discriminate. Uh, if you're really a meritocracy and rewarding folks for their ability, right. you're going to see a distribution of people. You're going to have a representative group of people. Um, and the numbers, like the numbers show that we're not measuring up when we talk about being meritocracies because we don't have strong representation right. at, at all levels and particularly at the top uh, throughout these big companies in the U.S. And so it's like you got to think about what, how does that even happen? Like what what contributes to, you know, what we see? Again, it's the cognitive dissonance. I see it and I know I see it. Like I'm not making things up. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I see that this looks. I know way. my paycheck has not changed. I know. And right, my title and, is and still I, the it's same. Still the same. And but you're telling me that I'm doing these things, but I don't. But it's not adding up in some way, shape or form. This is, this math. The math ain't math. math. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you know, so what do we, what do we, what does that look like? I think you hit on something really interesting where you say that, you know, talent is equally distributed, but then when you, when, when you look at the leadership teams and they're not, it's like, okay, so how does that even happen? You know, okay. So what are some of the things that we see? A lot of bias. Like right. people, um, I mean, there's proximity bias. Like if someone's near you enough times, then that's just who you gravitate towards. And also like familiarity. If you're like me and I can see myself in you, then there's a bias that happens there. So it's like, I think people that end up in leadership positions, just their bias shows up. Your bias is showing, so to speak, right? And so it's like you fall back on the things that you know instead of actually really being conscious about the choices in talent and being strategic about who you advance and move forward in the organization. 
So this book we have sitting here, it's called mm-hmm. Inclusify, mm-hmm. Um, and it's written by um, Dr. Stephanie Johnson, who's a professor. And one of the things in this book that stood out for me, because it really helped me to feel validated in some way, is that people tend to look for people who are successful the way they were successful. Mm. Yep. So they their version of success is like, I need to see something in you that's like me. And you know, you saw, I, I, I experienced that a lot in, in the legal field because number one, there was like, that was a space where like where you went to school was a big deal, which I didn't ever yeah. understand. Like, I'm super happy that I ended up at, at the George Washington University Law School. We got to put the the in there. But it was, that was a little bit by happenstance, right? Like I'd gotten a full scholarship somewhere else and it was really like we talked about in the prior episode, I picked GW because they had an immigration program, but it wasn't because I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to open up doors. I guess that's an issue for another day to discuss in terms of access. But you, you realize then it's like, you're not good enough if you didn't go to this top 20 law school. Yeah, the, law, not, the law situation in this country is big on that. It's really elitist. Yeah, yeah. it is. And then you're like, okay, so you got you to overcome that hurdle of yep. going to the right school. Mm-hmm. And then you get into these law firms and even down to where people's offices were would, would indicate whether you were going to have success. If you sat next to the rainmaker who had a lot of work, mm-hmm. you oftentimes, beca- that was often an indication that you were that person's person mm-hmm. and that you're going to get the best assignments first. And then it just like trickles, 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 trickles. But then it's like when you start to kind of play out, well, who were the people that were getting all these opportunities? A lot of times they had some very strong things in common with the folks who were giving them work right. that I didn't right. or then other people didn't. Right. Right. And so you're like, Okay, so sometimes part of this meritocracy thing is, is that we're not actually judging people's talent. We're judging sort of, do we think they're like us or successful mm-hmm. like us in right. some kind of way? Right. And it's funny that you say that because a lot of this, why these, why meritocracies really don't exist, the systems. And right. I think your example is a really great point of that, where if you don't even get into the right law school or, or go, to, there was an adage, and I'm sure it's the same one that you heard, like my friends would talk about all the time, get, get into and go to the best school that you possibly can or that you can afford. Like whatever's the best one, that's what you got to do because it sets you on a path right. in order to aspire or get to a certain place. And I think that's true across the board for almost anything. If you don't, if you don't, even from like, Look at the private school and public school situations yeah. in this country. Like if you don't even go to the right schools as like a kid, a baby, you're you're on a, spe- a specific path and that's what it is. And so, of course, these organizations end up looking like how they look up because the systems are broken. But right. No and then and then that. it's like outside of the systems, which, you know, I've said this to employers many times. You're not responsible for all the things that happen before someone gets right, to you. Right. But you do sort of have an obligation to help sort of break some of those those barriers down. And one which way you can do that is with the systems you have inside your company. So we were actually just talking about this the other day where, um, you know, there's an often like a relationship bias that happens where like if you're trying to hire someone you used to work with, sometimes that just becomes the check. Like, oh, I work with them before. Right. Well, maybe it's been five to seven years or maybe you didn't actually work with them, but you worked at the same company. And there's an assumption that you all have certain built in skills because you worked at a certain company and then you don't actually go through all the proper steps to make sure you're hiring the right person for the job. Right. Because the bias you have of, oh, we worked together 10 years ago. We worked at the same company. um, That's enough. It leads to a lot of poor hires 
right? Because then you're like, oh, wait, they can't actually do this job. Like they might've been fine where they were, or I guess I didn't really know their work product that well. And so I think if you're thinking about your systems, this example goes to hiring is having discipline around making sure that you are interviewing people for the job at hand. Right. And yes, it's, to me, it's like, it's cool. Like that if you have a relationship with someone that can be like 2% of it, right? Like that kind of like gives you a little tiny leg up over someone else, but you still have to demonstrate that you can do the job. And it's not enough that I knew you five years ago or, or, or the like. So to me, it's being disciplined inside your own building and acknowledging, like we always say, everyone has some kind of bias. Mm -hmm. So if you're going with meritocracy and saying we're meritocratic and ignoring the idea that there's subconscious bias, actual bias, like you are already sort of Xing out the possibility of having a true meritocracy, because if we are really just focusing on your, your talent and what you've proven, then bias can't really come into play. Yes. It's, oversimplified it's lazy um it's lazy like you you, again you can't see it and have it look a certain way and then say you're meritocratic because then some that doesn't really work y'all she is really not feeling it's really annoying because (laughs) (laughs) because okay granted listen again like we talked about there there are certain paths and certain things uh that people get put on and so yes it, it ends up whittling the pool like you people the talent pool gets less and less when you get to certain levels and so we get that but still you can have representation but you have to be intentional about it and i think people don't want to take the time to be intentional about things and fall b- back on the idea that oh we're a meritocracy so all that stuff kind of works itself out right and it really doesn't so right. I just I really we really got to draw that point home that you can't you can't fall back on meritocracy and and without intention without intention because otherwise it's just it's not real right then it's just platitude yeah and like you said earlier lip service yeah and I think if we're thinking about you know platitudes and lip services lip services oh that's a little lips. bit different something else okay <laughs> <laughs> guys just kidding. If you're talking about platitudes <laughs> and lip service, uh-huh. we also have to tie that to what we talk about a lot, that folks are tired and stop playing with people, right? Like you can't, like, this is where I think we keep trying to push leaders is like, we know you're busy. However, you have a choice on what you pursue and how busy you allow yourself to be. Because when you get too busy to be intentional, mm-hmm. people feel like you're playing with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're in an age now where people, they're, they're done with that. They're tired of being played with. They, they will find other opportunities. They will do other things. There are too many options out here for everybody. I think we both rewatched the episode recently that we did with Tiffany Atkins, mm-hmm. Professor yep. Tiffany Atkins. And she talked about how Gen Z is like, if y'all aren't going to be clear about what the rules are, I could go be an influencer and make a million dollars doing TikTok videos and do my life the way I want it. And right. I think it's like, we want to keep bringing this up because it's a true, real risk that if you're not willing, again, the consistent theme here, to be intentional about setting up systems that you are disciplined about. And I will tell you, being disciplined is really it's hard. hard. It's hard. We experience this all the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we are very disciplined about our processes and there's times you're like, oh, and then one of us will be like, nope, we got to do it the way we got to do the process because otherwise you end up with all kinds of wacky results. 
um, and you don't know how you got where you're going. But more importantly, you're going to lose great people. Right. And people have a lot more options in 2023 about how they live their life and make money than I think ever before. Correct. And so to think like, hey, hey, you'll eventually get there. It's like, no, I'm not interested in that. I need to have an idea of how we're going to get there. How are we going to get there? And right. what's the plan? And is it the same for everybody? Like, I we have a plan over here, but then they got another plan that we don't have any idea about. How is that even, again, that's, we get into equity and it, all these things are linked and connected. So hopefully people are picking up on that. I wish we had a little dots, you know, like <laughs> map it out for everybody. Map it out. <laughs> so I think, you know, one last concept I think is important to hit on because I think this comes up too when people saying, when people are saying um, they're that, Hey, we're, you know, we're meritocratic and this person didn't work out here cause they weren't a good fit. Ooh, cultural fit. What's that your reaction is, to that? The cultural fit, it's a, it's, um, wow. What does that even mean? As a, Whenever I hear they weren't a good fit, I'm always like, well, what does that, what does that mean? Because yeah. I don't know what cultural fit means. I mean, it's like we, we assume and we allude to things, but no one is ever clear around what that means. And then when you push them, then, you know, that's when the bias shows up. Well, I just, I just don't think they would. What? Why? <laughs> what? what and why? Exactly. <laughs> and so. Uh, you know, because of course we like to be practical. Um, I think really when you're thinking about this, why we're, why we bring up fit and all of that is it comes back to, and I do think it does become code for bias. A lot of times when someone's like, they're not a good cultural fit. They're not a fit. They're not a fit is pull, pull. If we pull it back, it's what does it take to be successful at this place? And everyone needs to know that right. now people have company cultures, um, and that's important. And what we always talk to leaders about is what are the behaviors that you look for to be sure that someone is fulfilling your cultural mission, like right. what you want this place to be. Right. And so I think, again, if we just think about it as like, OK, it's you can actually identify what it means to be a good yeah. culture fit, but it needs to be objective. That's, that's not your not your not feeling. Your feeling or your gut. No. Yeah. What's on the paper? What do we all agree to when we sign up? To work here, she is really hyped today, <laughs> and, and y'all are me making her mad. Work, but no, because it there are too many. There, it it's frustrating because it all boils back to if you really want to drive business, drive innovation, drive all these things, you need to have diversity. You need to have representation, right? And so you're not even. It's frustrating for as us for cons, as consultants with our organizations and the companies we work with because you're not even maximizing what you could possibly do yes. because you're not in taking the time to invest and be intentional about this part. Right. So, and we really partner with our clients, and so it's frustrating to see people not again not maximize their potential in this space because of these choices. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. If we, if we sort of wrap it here, first things first, we are not saying meritocracy or the concept of it is bad. Frankly, it would be really amazing if yeah. people were truly judged off of their performance um, and their potential, right? right? What they've shown you they can do. That right. would be a, a utopian. Yes. But the reason why we don't have a lot of true meritocracies in the U.S. is because we lack discipline around the systems that support the workplace, hiring, evaluation, uh, project distribution, all of those things typically are fraught with some form of bias. Right. And there isn't that discipline or that intentionality around ensuring that you're as consistent as possible in your practices. And then last piece is um, we're also not saying 
hey, don't rely on culture fit. That is that is fine to say, hey, we've developed a certain way of doing things here. That's our culture. And we, we want folks who are going to sort of behave in that way. But be objective about what those things mean. Right. Be objective about what behaviors and then ultimately, you know, it wouldn't be us if we didn't say is you got to be introspective. Yeah. If you're looking around your place and you're like, wow, um, this isn't really what we're looking for. Um, why? why? Like, why are you where you are? Because that'll help you identify which of your systems right. may be out of whack and not not promoting, um, you know, tr- true fair opportunities for people to be successful or even join you. That's it. All right. Well, we'll be back. Like we always are and stay tuned. Oh, wait, hold on. If you have not subscribed, Mm -hmm. click the button, follow us on Instagram. We have a new page. It's new as of today, which is September 28th, Mm -hmm. 2023. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's at what's the deal on Instagram. So follow us there. Yep. And those of you who give us feedback, we really appreciate you. We really, really, you don't understand. We'll be texting each other like, oh my God, this is so (laughs) great. We love it. We appreciate y'all for listening. Oh, and if there are topics that you want us to cover, DM us, message us, all of that. And we will happily pull together an episode. Yes. Yes. Thanks. All right. See you soon. Bye. Diversity, equity, inclusion, and leadership That's the deal when you know what you're dealing with